Welcome to today's episode of the Dive Into Sports podcast. Today we have the weekend in review, penalty box power play, on the bus, off the bus, and the U.S. is no longer the only team to embarrass them, their country going to the World Cup. misses the World Cup and everyone else's hearts break because Gian Luigi Buffon walks off in tears crying in his last game wearing the Italia blue. I didn't even think about that until you just said that. That's heartbreaking. It is. And in his interview, he's like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry we let you down. I'm sorry this is my last game. And you just really feel for the guy and you you just you feel empathetic towards it. But this is a good look for the U.S. Uh, In soccer world. Italy not making it, it's a lot bigger of a deal than USA not yeah, making like, it. Yeah, like the U.S. missing it is obviously the most embarrassing time for U.S. soccer ever. But soccer to America, is it's like there, but it's not like it is in Italy or Chile or the Netherlands where soccer is their whole Well, world. the last time Italy failed to qualify for the World Cup, USA didn't have a team. So, Yeah, I think it was uh, 59 years. It was 1953, I think it was the last time. That Italy missed the World Cup. That so. is pretty crazy. Unreal. And, yeah. History in the making. And they won it in 2006, so it's not like they were far off yeah. from that either. So you're looking at, uh, what's the year this year? 2018. Oh, yeah. You're looking at uh, 12 years later, they missed the World Cup, which uh, is impressive. It's okay. I, I will always think that they made every World Cup of all time because I'm not even going to like be watching Russia 2018 because the USA Yeah, but you make tell it. yourself that, but you're so wrong. Like, you're going to be glued to the TV one way or the other. Mm, debatable. I think I'm going to, like, wash it out of my brain. We get, like, the Men in Black pen that, like, erases your memory and just how, blank you, the whole two, last two years. Do you remember when uh, the Olympics were in Russia? How did the times work? Because, like, is that, like, a like a super fucked up thing that we're going to have to deal with? Oh, yeah, a little time delay. Or they might be played at fucked up times. That's what I mean. Like, I yeah. don't know if they're going to, like, I can't remember in, like, the Olympics, like I said, like I feel like we could watch some things live. Hey guys, you want to play a game at six a.m.? But like, like I don't want to deal with that. I want to be able to watch World Cup games live and not wake up at six a.m. to have to do that. Well, I mean, is it different than any other World Cup though? Because it's just the other side. Yeah, I don't know if it is though. I don't know. We didn't have a problem with it Brazil because their night games were in the afternoon for us. We all know they're gonna try to make the time zones right for America because we like soccer the most. So they're gonna bend. Right. They're gonna bend they're gonna, the times yeah, for us. They're gonna uh, work around the American schedule. You're right. Uh, in other soccer news, uh, Christian Pulisic released an article in the Players Tribune, and it was actually quite beautiful. I loved it. He wrote it. Yeah, it was well written. He, sa- he said the most important developmental stage for a soccer player is ages 16 through 18, and we need to focus on them. So fuck you, Pulisic. Right. I'm old. <laughs> I'm out of that. So what the hell? No. Uh, don't ever. You saying it's my time's it over? Take it Is back. my time over? Uh, can I not make the World Cup team? Uh, no, I think no chance. It, I no think chance. your time was over there a little, little bit before now. But he, like he said, he said that 
it's not about getting more talent. It's about upgrading the talent we already have. And I think that was a perfect way of saying it because that's what we've been saying. We said we need more talent, but he made a good point where we have the talent. We just aren't progressing that. Talent. Well, I think it's it goes. It brings up the point that in America, you cannot leave to play club soccer in Europe until you're 18 because yeah. the way FIFA rules and that's every country, but in America, there is no good league to come up into and get good competition because there's no one playing soccer. Well, yeah, when you're already over in Europe, you don't have to worry about going to a different European country. You, you have to ha- have your whole family family or a family member who lives in a different country. You have to physically move yourself in order to play in those leagues. And then if we do that, then there's a chance of losing good players as long, along the lines. Well, like he said, the reason he could go over so early was because of his passport and if that opens if that's the only way to open doors for talent like Pulisic then we somehow have to find a way to do that because they can't be brought up here it's just not going to work out like that my favorite part of the article though was that he said he was a decent player that just had the right uh, system to develop and I think that's just speaks to it all and he's basically it was also kind of called upon all his peers to say hey Let's pick it up. Let's get, get better. Over here. You're like he's telling everyone, like you cannot go. Like he said that the MLS is doing great, but you you got to go to Europe at some point. You can't you can't stay in the MLS because you're not going to be playing the best talent and you're not going to be your best self, I guess. But I think the best part of it was at the end. Uh, it gave me chills where he goes, uh, "Mark it down, 2022. Get your basements ready. We'll be there." Oh God. So beautiful. Just get me ready for 2022. Yeah, just five five. Can we short just skip. Years. Yeah, exactly. Time travel. All right. Uh, baseball news. With shock everywhere, no one expected this. Aaron Judge and Cody Bellinger unanimously win Rookie of the Year in their respective leagues. So does this mean Aaron Judge's tooth gap gets bigger? It might. I think the more awards he gets, the wider his teeth will get. And home runs. The more home runs and the more awards, his tooth gap gets bigger. Mm-hmm. That's just how it works. Uh, the Yankees still don't have a manager. That's another news. So I'm going to be on the edge of my seat until we do hire a new manager. Uh, I can't remember who said it, but there was a great, it was a great thing, and it was about uh, you don't know much about it, but when of course not, when uh, I forgot who said it, but when Buck Showalter was the Yankees manager, it, they had like an average team, and they just got a bunch of young guys like Derek Jeter. Uh, increasingly they got a Rod in the future, Sounds but those, like Jorge Posada, Mariano Rivera, they all came up. But Buck Showalter had them early on, so he got fired. And then Joe Torre comes in, and he didn't really have to do anything. Like he's a great manager, one of the best of all time. But he had that star-studded lineup. So once he got those guys in their prime, it went. Sounds familiar. Just a little bit familiar. Yeah, that's exactly what's going to happen to whoever gets hired as this manager, because he's not going to have to do anything because we have beautiful amount of prospects, and I'm just looking forward to the future. In other nudes, Jerry Jones versus Goodell is taking another turn. Well, see, we left Zeke behind. We're finally gone. He's suspended. We're like, all right, we can finally care about football. But Jerry Jones won't let us do that. And now Jerry Jones is going to sue Goodell, but then now the owners are going to go against Jerry Jones, and everyone hates Jerry Jones now. And this is, like, more drama than I've seen in the halls of a fucking middle school. Like, it's just so ridiculous. It's nostalgic. Taking us back to the days of middle school. The worst years of my life, at least. 
I think everybody you can't you can't argue with the middle school. It's they it, have it's, no reasoning. It's just petty and stupid, and this is really what it is, and it's so annoying. I just oh, I just want to watch football. Like, can't we do that? Can't I'll, the news of football be football? You know what I want to know? Do the owners have like group chats and little clicks? They have to. I mean, there must be like a certain amount of owners who like are super irrelevant. Like, hey, you guys see what they're doing? Like, oh, that's funny. Like, like, like the Jags owner who shouldn't really be an owner. <laughs> exactly. Or like, like the Seahawks owner. Who, like, no one really knows who he is, but he's just like, yeah, my team owns. Like, have fun with whatever the hell you guys are doing over Or the there. Green Bay Packers owners group chat. Oh, with the good whole one. State. Got one. <laughs> the whole state. Yeah, that group chat is just uh, crying emojis because Aaron Rodgers is out with a collarbone. Can you imagine getting alerts on that one? Yeah, you would stop. Se- Your phone would be blowing up nonstop. <laughs> In the most heartbreaking news, uh, Butch Jones is finally fired as the head coach of Tennessee football. So you can thank Jake. I mean, yeah. I personally, it was my wrong, my doing that made the inspiring. Exe- made the executive decision, mm-hmm. called it in. Uh, but seriously though, I don't have a clue what I'm going to do for the hot seat now because he was my go-to. He no, was, still put him on. It's so hard to see a figure like Butch Jones go. He was the legend of the hot seat. There was no one better at being on the hot seat and somehow keeping his job for the length that he did than Butch Jones. A sad day indeed. Tom Coughlin? Mm-mm. It's close. It's close though. He had two Super Bowls, so like... That was his immunity of the hot seat. Okay. Butch Jones, he was just fucking terrible. So, like, it didn't make sense, but he was still the head coach for, like, four seasons. What was it? And I just, I'm going to miss him. I really am going to miss him. I swear I thought collusion was going on, but it just proves that I was wrong. No one's safe. Uh, Lonzo Ball becomes the youngest player to record a triple-double in NBA history. And you were there. Witnessing I witnessed it. history. Uh, I'm not surprised. Usually I do witness history firsthand. And I had a much better view in the very top row of the Bradley Center than I would watching the TV on my comfortable couch. Yeah, because you got more insight. So what's really cool, though, is that you went to the game and you got to see the new face of the NBA. And for the future, for like, what, 20 years now, coming up, Lonzo Ball, he's the face of the NBA coming up? No. You're talking about the wrong one here. No, Lonzo. I got Mm. the name right. Lonzo? I think you're thinking of Giannis Antetokounmpo. Oh, Okay. How he do you is the new face. Spell that name three times fast. G I A N N I S. No last name. I N T E. Can you spell that last name? Kupu. Antetokounmpo. Ah no, that's I got I N T E. Uh, seriously though, whether you're watching him on TV or watching him live, he makes everything look so easy. I mean, he gets the ball in the post, and he like he'll get it on the perimeter for God's sake, and just turn him around and back you down till you have nowhere to go, and then he either. Pulls a spin move and goes to the rim or he fades away and it's the easiest thing ever. It's so beautiful to watch. And for Lonzo's sake, he's getting a lot of shit because his shooting percentage is down, but he makes that team better. And he does. Aside they move, from his they shooting, move the ball so like much they better. Need to, if you really think Lonzo Ball is bad at basketball because he can't shoot right now, you're an idiot. Because he, he's been assisting. He has a great assist to turnover ratio. And he's a really good player. Like, he does everything, like we saw with the triple-double. I feel like it's just what I said, I know in the summer, to you, I said the expectation, he's going he's gonna to have to come in and be Kobe Bryant. Yeah, and it's and just he not can't. fair. He can't right away. And I don't think he's ever going to be a Kobe Bryant-type player. Didn't Magic struggle early on, too? Uh, I don't know about that, but, I mean, he's having similar statistics that Jason Kidd has in his senior or rookie year. And it's just, but Jason Kidd's not the player they're looking for. They're looking for like an MJ or Kobe. See, I don't. Magic Johnson himself is looking for what Lonzo Ball is going to be. Yeah, a point guard. He's right. All around point guard who will average, 
you know, maybe 20 and 10 with if, the, that, if with at the, a peak. With a team that they're building, he doesn't need to shoot the ball. Exactly. You're going to get Brandon Ingram, who's going to be your, you know, perimeter inside premier scorer. You're going to get someone else in the draft, I assume. Like, you're not done rebuilding this team yet. It's still young stages of the rebuilding process. Calm down. Give Lonzo two, three years, and let's see if his shooting's not fixed. It's all mental at this point. He'll be fine. All right, college football in review. Uh, I'm going to say it because I have always said it. What a wild weekend. What wild a wild weekend wild in college weekend. football. Uh, Washington lost, and I don't think they stood a chance anyway. There was just Before we get into the Washington-Stanford, um, there was just so many games on Saturday that I didn't know where to look. Yeah, you'd have to. Yeah, yeah, it was a continuous flip of the clicker. You'd have to go channel to channel because there was like 15 games you had to watch. Uh, but the Pac-12 is just terrible. They're not even bad. It's just like they're they're they're, average they're teams. all like good, but they're not good enough to make the playoff because they all lose to each other. We're forgetting about them slowly. Yeah, that's just how it is. Uh, so to anyone who said Wisconsin hasn't played anyone, take a back seat. Yeah, fuck you guys. Sit down. Uh, but the thing is, we are we're gonna say, or I'm not gonna say, but people are gonna say now that Iowa really wasn't that good of a team and completely forget what o- they did to OSU just because Wisconsin beat them like that. Not to mention Penn State. And everyone wants to keep the narrative that Wisconsin isn't a good football team because they don't play anyone good, and that's just how it's gonna be. It's it's ridiculous at this point. You can't deny it. If they lose to Michigan, then you can you can be right. But yeah. Until they lose, stop saying that. And even if they beat Michigan and lose to Ohio State in the Big Ten title game, they're still a good football team. Ohio State was just better. But are so they a playoff it. team? That's the argument they're making, though. If they beat Ohio State, goddamn right. They well, went out they are, in the playoffs. There's an argument out there right now that says if they go undefeated, they still don't make the playoffs, which is rid- I call that argument idiotic. I think that's a stupid argument. And if they do stay undefeated, there's no reason at all that you heat they're out of the playoff. There's just none. I agree with you. Uh, Auburn embarrassed Georgia badly. I mean, really badly. And we knew something like this was going to happen. I mean, it really, the score was 40 to 17, well, but it really was 40 to Here's 10. the thing Georgia going into Auburn is tough. Auburn's a good team, but 40 to 17 is not acceptable if you want to make the playoffs. It was really 40 to 10. Yeah. That was a, that was a garbage touchdown. Mm-hmm. But the SEC is like that, where like you can get upset just because how heated those games get. We see Bama, you know, they almost lost too, but it's just those really tight SEC games. They're not necessarily good teams that they're playing, but their their rivalries are so intense that the fans get it riled up. Right, and with this game, I feel like it almost exposed Georgia to an extent because it showed how like one-dimensional that offense was. Because right. if Nick Chubb isn't running down your throat, then Jake Fromm's not going to win you the game. Like that, It's just not going to happen. So that's the issue that Georgia faces if they want to beat Bama and have a shot at the playoffs. It's still. funny about time someone like you know tries to stop the run game exactly. and make them pass. Exactly. Uh, you mentioned it. Mississippi State almost had those goddamn bastards. Almost so close. For a second there, I was getting real excited, and then of course my heart was broken late that night when Bama pulled it off. I mean, we all knew they would, but they just gave us the hope. Deep down, and, I knew and crushed us. Yeah, it's like watching that game. You're like. I think they can. I think Mississippi State can do this, but this deep time. down, you're like, "No, nah, Bama's gonna somehow pull this off." It's not even a worry. Uh, the U, officially, is back. Yeah, I th- said it. Those convicts. I said it last show. I'll give them this game. They got to prove to me they're officially back, and they are officially back. Yeah. Wow. They are back. That was not even a close contest. The, all the hype, and it was a bad game. Let's get it, real. Yeah, it was shitty that it was such a bad game, but it proves that Miami's a good football team. 
And I really think the turnover change chain is like the best thing in football. But don't get me wrong, after a year or two, that thing is going to get tiresome to see. Right. And I love it, but like they had a bunch of turnovers. That thing was getting real old that night. But as a Miami fan, you love that. And I think it was like it's such an incentive for that defense because they it means nothing to like wear it literally, but like when they're out on that field, they're like, I gotta wear that chain. Like I wanna wear that I wanna like pimp walk here with that chain on me and show the fans that I'm I'm a boss. That's really what they wanna do. Right. And it's it's really cool. And I don't know if they're gonna do it next year and the year after that, but to be a good program you need to add stuff like that on uh add stuff like that early on in programs trying to build and that will make more people want to come there for the traditions that you build. Exactly. Like you look at Virginia Tech and uh they have the Enter Sandman. Yeah. That right. gets you hyped. You want to come there just probably for that. Exactly. Uh Oklahoma is really good. They're really good. Baker Mayfield is a fucking animal. I tw- what was it? 3820 TCU or over TCU? 3820. Uh, and for once in their lives, they actually looked like they knew what defense was. They held a team under 40 points. I was stunned because, like, the previous week, they didn't know. They uh, Maybe their defense didn't show up. Mm, okay. Yeah, maybe. They or sh- they were hungover from partying too much. <laughs> there you go. Uh, but Oklahoma's undefeated against every ranked team they've played. And their Ohio- Iowa State loss looks better because Iowa State beat TCU and Oklahoma State, I think. No, it was TCU and Oklahoma they beat. But they contended with Oklahoma State, and they contended with West Virginia. So Oklahoma, if they win out, they're locked. And that's just how it is. Right. All right, let's move on to our college football playoff picks. Jake, who who do you got? All right. Uh, here's what I want to see. Bama, Miami, Oklahoma, Wisconsin. And I don't think it's going to happen. They're going to put Clemson at the four spot. But the thing is, if you're, they're going to say that Miami is – I don't know if they think Miami's better than Oklahoma, but you have to put Miami over Oklahoma because Miami's undefeated and they just beat Notre Dame. And to make it in, they have to beat Clemson. Right. And the thing is, if they're going to put Oklahoma over Wisconsin, they're going to put Clemson over Wisconsin because that one loss is meaningless to them, I guess. And it makes sense. I think Clemson's a better team, but I'd like to see Wisconsin in that four spot this week. I think it'd be great for all of college football, especially the Big Ten, just to see that. Uh, reward for for the hard work over the season. However, I think for my picks at least, Bama, Miami, Clemson, Wisconsin. And I know what you're saying. Well, Miami and Clemson play, will play each other end of the year. Here's my thoughts on that though. If they play a close game and it's like a field goal game winner, does that really knock Clemson down that much? Because the SEC has a bunch of matchups like Auburn and Georgia will play each other back and forth late in the year to like knock each other out. And I think Oklahoma, honestly, will lose to West Virginia end of the Ooh. year, last game, because that is a team that's underrated. Will Greer, he's dominating. Stud. Yeah, stud. I don't think they're getting enough look, enough praise, and that team is going to be wanting to prove that they deserve to be ranked. And, I mean, they lo- the games they lost to, Virginia Tech was by a point. Oklahoma, they kind of, Oklahoma pulled away at the end. Right. Oklahoma State, they were close with most of the game. I mean, they're not a bad football team. They're just not there yet. A dark horse, though, to make the playoffs still, Notre Dame. Because if Clemson beats Miami, Notre Dame doesn't have a conference championship game to lose. And if they win out, yeah. there are so many games where you can keep having teams get knocked down in those rankings. But I feel like the committee values the conference championship game. I hope so, but they're talking right now that Wisconsin would win out and they will not make the playoffs. It just seems that it's such a... To go undefeated in a Power 5 conference is so impressive. I mean, you see with Bama, they're the best team of 
you know, maybe all time, and they still sometimes don't go undefeated because right. they'll get upset, and it's it, it's a hard thing to do to go undefeated for that long, and in a Power Five conference, you see US UCF doing it, that's meaningless. They don't play anyone. Who exactly? So for Wisconsin to go undefeated and miss this playoff, I would I think I'd lose it all. I would just lose it. Wisconsin fans would have a right to throw stuff at the wall at that point. Right. It was one thing where Penn last year where we saw Penn State win the conference title game and Ohio State get in over them. But it's different this year. Wisconsin, if they're undefeated, they're undefeated. They should be in. That any that. undefeated team in the power yeah, the power five or whatever, they should make it. No question. Lock. All right, we'll move on to the NFL now. Uh Wild weekend? I guess it was a wild weekend. I got to say it. Uh, we called it. Bills are doing what we said they would, and that is starting to shit the bed. The Saints literally ran over the Bills. <laughs> I see what you did there. Six, Six rushing touchdowns. Yep. <laughs> uh, First time in franchise history with two rushers over 100 yards in a game. Yeah, it's you like look at the scoreline. It was, what, 47 to 10? You're yep. like, oh, Breeze must have thrown for 300 plus with three touchdowns. Nope. Six rushing touchdowns. Got it. Very the uncharacteristic. Ground. Uh, it's funny though because the second the Bills make a trade to start winning, they start losing. So maybe this is start like, oh wait, they can't clean house. It's past the deadline. Mm-hmm. Tough look for them. They, they're gonna take it into next year where the day before the deadline, they're gonna just trade their whole roster and be like, all right, I think we're gonna do this now. I kind of want to see the Bills back to like a Super Bowl contender and keep missing field goals late in games. <laughs> yeah, I'd like to see four straight where they lose. Uh, Brett Hundley beats out Mitchell in a shootout. So. Brett Hundley is basically the best Brett to ever play in Green Bay. Well, could be. Uh, he actually looked like Aaron Rodgers back there on the Devontae Adams touchdown where he rolled out of the pocket and he threw on the run. It was a back shoulder dime. Wait, so he looked like Aaron Rodgers? Mm-hmm. So Aaron, is Aaron Rodgers actually back just playing in a different uniform? Could be. Or is Aaron Rodgers on the hot seat? Oh, That's a question we okay. ask ourselves. Uh, we'll get to it a little bit more later, but John Fox had the worst challenge of all time. We'll get to that in the in the segments. Uh, quarterback battle of the century. All what we hope for. Throwing picks back and forth with Josh McCown and Ryan Fitzpatrick. Wait, those guys have two different names? I thought it was the same guy playing. They're basically the same quarterback. You literally could merge them into one and give them like a generic name, and it'd be the same player. Like, yeah. it, they are identical. And I think it was so funny watching them go back and forth throwing interceptions. That was just iconic. No, it was yeah, Josh McCown threw a pick. And it was on ESPN. If you look at the play-by-play, Josh McCown pick, Ryan Fitzpatrick pick, like, back-to-back. I, I don't want this. No, we're keep playing field position, just throwing was, bombs exactly. for interceptions. Yeah, Fitzpatrick came over to the side and he's like, "Coach, I don't know what to do. Like they're taking our strategy. They're, we're playing field. They're, we're playing field position now. They're playing field position. I don't know what to do here." No, what really happened? He was on the sideline looking at uh, you know, those little play sheets from the last drive, and wasn't ready, or his helmet had a malfunction, so he said, Ooh. "I'm gonna go throw a pick." <laughs> Way deep in their in their end and just basically punt it. There you go. It was a good strategy. Uh, the Cowboys look terrible, and that makes my heart happy because the fucking Redskins can't do it. So one D lineman for the Falcons, I guess, had six sacks in one game, which means he made his quota of eight sacks on the year and got <laughs> almost a million dollars. Yeah, that's pretty awesome. Uh, the left tackle, Tyron Smith, future Hall of Famer for the Cowboys, was out, and Clay Warren had a field day on the backup. I mean, there was times where he would just like run slightly to the right of him and he couldn't do anything about it i love how they benched him and i know you're saying well he should have been benched but it's the national football league yeah and anytime a player gets benched it's because they're doing that <laughs> very, bad. very bad like even bad in the nfl is really really good like any other professional sport so you know when someone gets benched 
but Ooh, can't come back. This that. was a must-win game for the Falcons, and they look like they can make the playoffs now and, and kind of... They look like get, the Falcons from last yeah, year. Yeah, they did. And the Cowboys, I don't know, because they play the Eagles next week, and then they are 5-4. and four. It's the, the Zeke excuse. It's coming. Uh, well, Skip Bayless is deciding not to go with the Zeke excuse, and he's using one linebacker to say the excuse. Oh. So Sean Lee went out, and a 27-7 to game would have been completely different if one linebacker would have been in the game. I see the whole argument between Eagles fans and Cowboys fans right now that, oh, well, we're dealing with Jason Peters out. Oh, well, we got Tyron Smith out. It's just it's such a stupid pissing match. It's like, I'm tired of it. Yeah, it's like uh, who's going to have the best excuse when someone loses. Exactly. And I think it's going to be the Cowboys, but we'll see. Uh, Giants and the 49ers in one of the best matchups of the year. And I, I called it. Niners are going to win their first game of the year. I was 9-5 and five of my picks this week. That was very good. Yeah, very good. I, was, I stunned myself. But the Niners, they showed us that the Giants really are the worst team right now. Oh, maybe the, well, the Browns are the worst team. Second worst. Yeah, Browns are the worst team. Uh, Giants have given up. They are, aren't even tackling. Yeah, the play to Garrett Selleck. Janoris Jenkins was like in front of him. I not even like he was in front of him. And nah, like, fuck that. He was just like, yeah, I'm not gonna tackle this guy. I got us. We got the number one pick. Don't worry. We're number two because the Browns won't win a game. Uh, but it's funny that the Niners let the Giants win because what they just did there is getting a worse pick than the Giants. I'm just thinking that like I could be ten and four for this week on my picks, but the Browns every week you gotta just, pick the Browns. It might have. I don't think it will, but it might. It might. All right, moving on to some segments here. Uh, first one, penalty box power play. What do you got first? So my penalty box, John Fox and his dumbass challenge. So he thought he had a touchdown. A guy reached out for a pylon, and if, if the rule goes, if you can hold the ball, touch the pylon, it's a touchdown as long as you stay in bounds. Or um, cross the line. Or cross the line. But he challenged it because he thought he had a touchdown because he was ruled out of bounds, right? I believe he ruled out of bounds yeah. short. And the challenge showed that he actually threw the ball at the pylon and it was a touchback so the other team got the ball so he had the ball at the one decided yep. to challenge and then lost the ball so that is john fox at his finest i'd say oh was he tanking to get a better draft pick though that th- there's some conspiracy there i think he saw that the gm ryan pace calls down hey this is a fumble you come on dude this is throw easy. that fucking flag right now what are you paying you for <laughs> exactly uh, what he say? He was like in the press conference. He's like, "Yeah, in hindsight, I, it wasn't a good, it wasn't a good challenge." Great hindsight into that. A great, great look into his decisions. Before he said that, I, I didn't know it was a bad challenge. I right. really didn't. I didn't know he would have been upset with his decision in that challenge. Really wild. My first penalty box, uh, Ennis Cantor. Just shut the fuck up. Uh, we saw LeBron. You putting him on blast right now? I yeah, kind of. Uh, so LeBron comes out and mainly trashes Phil Jackson for not taking Dennis Smith over Frank. I'm not going to try his last name. Which we all knew was a bad yeah. pick at the time. Should have gone with Dennis Smith. And then Ennis Cantor decides to tweet and say, we're good with what we have here. Thanks, though. And so tonight, uh, they get into a little bit of a scuffle. And so LeBron kind of shoves Frank Nitikalinka. I really have no idea how to say that. Can you spell it? It's no. like N-T-K. Like, it's weird. It's really weird. Uh, so they, they go back and forth, and Ennis Cantor being Ennis Cantor has to get in and push LeBron. And then after the game, he says something along the lines of, I don't know what, I don't care what you call yourself, a king, question mark, queen, princess. Ah, oh, what a, just an idiot. Like, shut up. You were Ennis Cantor talking to the best basketball player of all time, 
And you really Ooh. think? Yes. I mean, debatable. It's the it's close. It's it's close. But yes, I agree with you. But it's close. The best or the second best of all time. And then you have the audacity to call him a queen. What are you doing? Like, have fun in New York and losing to LeBron in the playoffs if you even managed to get to the second round. LeBron's comeback, all it has to be is, who is Ennis Cantor on Twitter? Honestly. But he has that, you know, Zero Dark 30 or whatever he calls it, and he I just mean, doesn't get on social He was media. doing this shit la- last year when he was on the Thunder and played like three minutes a game and then came into the presser and started talking shit. Like, what are you doing? What? Just shut up. What are you doing? All right, for my power play, I have Goodell's new contract. So if he does, in fact, get an extension, this contract is going to give him $50 million basically per year and a private jet for life. And healthcare. Yeah. So I didn't realize he was getting paid so much. Now I don't really, you know, when he gets booed at the draft, I would take that. I get why he can smile through it. Yeah, I would smile through it if I'm getting paid 50 mil. Uh, the fact that he is even asking for $50 million is a travesty, and I'm going to go into my next job interview and ask for like a mil a year because I don't deserve it by any means, but if Goodell can get it, who can? Welcome to Target. What do you think you should be paid at this job? Uh, solid six figures. <laughs> that's, I you're gonna, feel like that's what it is. You're going to be working the checkout line. Yeah. I'm bringing a lot to the company. So Goodell, uh, is he one of the worst commissioners we've seen in our lifetime? He's the worst as far as I've seen. That's fair. I mean, he won, can't handle publicity well, terrible. He sucks at suspending people. We've seen that. And then he has he went on to say, uh, I don't know football, or was that some quote along the lines there? Nerd. So he doesn't know anything about what he's doing, but he's getting paid $50 million to do it. So that's good. All right, my power play, uh, Leangelo Ball. Way to fucking showcase your brand, man. That's dedication. You are a big baller. You're going to go into this store, and you're going to steal that. Absolutely. Because you are a big baller. Shannon Sharp said it the best. Is this a publicity stunt for the big baller brand? Might as well be because it's a great publicity stunt. I think it's funny, but except for when Barstool takes the the quote or whatever, they're going to make a t-shirt out of it and they're going to, they bought the rights to it already. <laughs> they, they, they got there first. Uh, he, I think he was uh, going around with his friends in China in like a, 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 like a Ferrari or a sport, like a Lamborghini. And they, I think he stole sunglasses. So that's big baller. Right there. You so are a big baller. The jail time in China, um, three to ten years. Yeah, apparently in China, shoplifting is not a $200 offense. It oh, is, no. You are in some trouble. So I don't even know how this is going to play out. 99% conviction rate, too. But regardless, he's a big baller for it. Bottom line. Well, he might have knew three to ten years and said, bet. Yeah, honestly, like, I'll take three to ten years. I'm a big baller. What dad would just buy me out? His dad should leave him in jail for three to ten years if Ooh. he gets convicted. That would also be a big baller move. You'd say, hit the weight room, son, and get <laughs> get more physical in the court out there yeah, in the yard. Be, you'll make the playoffs the season you get back out of the jail cell. And then by the time he gets out, the Lakers can actually get another good pick. Oh, because they might. They'll, Boom. D'Angelo coming out of jail is going to be the top prospect. When he's what? No, no. 29? They're waiting so he can be a late-round draft pick, but they want. Oh, he's a sleeper. Okay. Yes. Yeah, sleeper. Call. But they want LaMelo to get drafted early. Okay, there you go. All right, moving on to on the bus, off the bus. Uh, first one, Oscar De La Hoya saying he can beat McGregor in two rounds. That's that's tough because Mayweather took him a while to you know knock him out. I say McGregor, obviously he's a UFC fighter by heart, and I think the conditioning, he did all right in the first five rounds as far as I'm concerned in, in the McGreg- uh, McGregor-Mayweather fight. I still think he can win. 
beat McGregor because he's a true boxer. Yeah, but he's 44. Two rounds? I don't know. I would Two love to see it. Gonna happen. I want to see this, but I am I'm off. I'm I'm on the bus. I'm on the bus. I'm no. on the bus. Yeah, both. Uh, I'm on the bus. I'm on the bus. Screw it. For the sole reason that for the next two years we're gonna be talking. Oh, can McGregor actually fight Oscar De La Hoya? Will this happen? And it's actually never gonna happen ever in a million years. Well, he might be fifty. But then again, we said that the Mayweather McGregor fight would not happen in fifty in a million years. So you never know. You really don't. All right, next one: Boston Celtics. Uh, twelve straight, thirteen straight. It could be. Uh, do you think they're like the real deal here? Do you think they can beat LeBron and the Cavs in the playoffs and face the Warriors in the finals? It's <laughs> a good one, Jake. <laughs> good one. Um, no, the Cavs are in the playoffs. They're the favorite. They're they're the one seed as far as I'm concerned. They just got to make it. They have to, they could be the eighth seed, but they're the one seed. So <sighs> for that reason, I am off the bus of the Celtics. I really want to say suck I, my dick. I really there you go. They're gonna win twelve straight more now. Uh. I really want to say on the bus, but I really don't think they can beat LeBron in the playoffs. So I'll say off. But I think it'd be really cool if they even took LeBron to seven. You know what I mean? I hope they go to seven and it's a last second shot and LeBron hits it in Kyrie's eye. <laughs> that would be a poetic justice right there. All right. Uh, college basketball started. So on the bus, off the bus, Marvin Bagley going number one overall. No. Luka Donich. Luka, is it Donich, Donich or Donich? Donich or Don... We should have just a, a solid day of pronouncing these names. <laughs> exactly. So off. You're off the bus. I'm off the... No, I'm on the bus. Okay. Here's why. Bagley... Oh, no, wait, no. No, I'm off the bus. Hold on. Okay. Off the bus. Correction. Because they're going to draft him, and he's going to play for like maybe 10 years and then have to retire because he's like 30 years old. Marvin Bagley? Yeah. He's like 30 years old. So Right wh- now? Yes. So when they draft him... He'll have like ten oh, years to play. I see what you're saying. You see what I'm? Yep, he's too old. He's too old. This is a, okay because he actually lied in his birth certificate, right. and okay. it's not the age he's saying. Uh, I'm on the bus because if you said no to a prospect like Marvin Bagley, you get fired instantly, and you'd never see the front office of an NBA team ever again in your life. He's pretty much a sure, sure. He's take a for sure fire thing. Probably gonna be a superstar. They're talking about Lonzo Ball being the next superstar. Marvin Bagley does Yikes. not have to try on the court, and he will drop twenty points. Because he's so good. All right, last one. L.A. Rams. They're now, what, 7-2? and two? And Jared big, Goff is killing it. Yeah, big matchup against the Vikings next week. We're also 7-2. and two. Uh, I w- I'm going to say on the bus here because I think Sean McVay is an absolute genius offensively. And that defense that technically Jeff Fisher built, I'll give him a little bit of credit, is the real deal. And I think Jared Goff is the real deal. And all this talk about Carson Wentz, you probably should take Carson Wentz, is you know wrong now because Jared Goff is actually a good quarterback. He's showing us that it's not that far off. And you know, they made a good pick. And Sean McVay has designed the most perfect offense for him and Todd Gurley. And it's plays, it's the big plays where you're like, this team is unstoppable. Well, because they build it up with the run plays nonstop to Gurley, and they can do it. And then Goff can he's throwing it so perfectly down the field. Play action and it's the guy's full stride doesn't have to slow down wide it's open. Beautiful, it's just the scheme works so. I don't know. I don't honestly don't know if it's Jared Goff being really good or the scheme is really good. I really don't. Say I say the same thing for Brady. To That's be honest true. with you, That's very true. And you can say the same thing. I don't think to an extent. Well, to an extent, you can. Well, obviously Brady's proved it for a lot more years and yeah. consistent and has won so much. But like. Without Belichick, what would Brady be? I think this could be a Jared Goff, Jared Goff and Sean McVay could be the you know the duo for the next fifteen years. Oh, 
the Eagles and the Rams. Gonna, yeah. That's going to be different, man. Yeah, and every NFC championship game for the next 15 years is going to be the Eagles and the Rams. Aaron Rodgers. Oh, yeah, I'm oh, sorry. Oh, wow. The playoffs are going to be lit. Playoffs in the NFC are going to be unreal, and then the AFC were like, okay, so have the Patriots beat everyone yet or It's what? like the majors versus minors. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You're going to be like, oh, the Steelers might be able to beat them, and then they're going to go to Foxborough. Everyone's going to shut the fuck up, and we're going to be like, yeah, Tom Brady's the best, and he's in the Super Bowl again because he doesn't have to play anyone. It's the argument like, you know, is he the best? You know, LeBron argument where he didn't play anybody to get to the finals well brady had the same thing so is he the best exactly can say the same thing all right that was our show today uh thanks for listening go on to twitter follow us diamondsports.com be sure to check out our promotion win packer vikings tickets in lambo december 23rd retweet that last episode that's what you got to do retweet or share the last episode and follow last us thursday last friday uh you don't want to miss out on that game otherwise thanks guys Jaybird Street, love to hear the Robin go tweet, 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 rock and robin, tweet, 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 rock and robin, tweet, 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 go rock and robin, cause we're really gonna rock up tonight. Every little swallow, every chickadee, every little bird in the tall oak tree, the wise